0: Hey guys, welcome to episode 18 of Simple Can. Yes, regular as hell. Hey guys thank you for joining me on episode 18 uh i know this is, it's been a month since the last episode which was me and kanan and i had promised that tara would be on this episode and i broke that promise why to learn not to learn to teach you a valuable lesson that people don't keep the promises they make and uh if you're disappointed it's cool because now our relationship is going to grow because then you'll have you know you'll have more realistic expectations from me uh, i mean i did ask tara to be on the episode but she was a little busy i was also traveling and a big event was happening in her life which we will cover when she's on the episode which is hopefully the next one and um, usually how i organize these things is i call them and i say please come on the episode tomorrow and obviously Tara was like dude you need more heads up than that anyway i won't give excuses like your parents who never gave you what you wanted uh, but I'm happy to be back on Symbolcant because I have been recently more active on Instagram and doing some shoots and traveling. So I haven't been able to uh, take care of this little family. This family that sees a video that is 40 minutes long and the view ratio is the lowest on any of my videos. But that doesn't matter because the whole point uh, is that it's a small family. I One of the questions was, Kenny, I saw the first episode of Simple Ken and it was very boring and I didn't see it later. And then the YouTube kept suggesting me the other episodes. Then I saw the second episode, then I continued watching all of them. The first episode, actually, just the length is to deter anyone who's come here for entertainment because he will not... Get entertainment from Simple Ken. What you will get is a conversation. An honest conversation, which is also heavily edited and has two cameras. And I l- l- leave out stuff that I don't want you to hear. So what is real anyway? Um, I hope you had a good month. I had a great month. Uh, I did a lot of work. Actually, for six months during the lockdown, I haven't done any work, substantial work. And then suddenly I decided to start working again. And I traveled to Bombay for a day for a shoot. I was really scared. But then I realized that everyone on set is also at the same danger and they were fine. But uh, yeah, it was very bizarre to come back to Bombay. And you realize how hard it is and how the quality of living in Bombay is very, very bizarrely low. Where it's okay that everything is very dirty and crowded and rotting away. No one cares. Yeah, it was kind of shocking. But, you know, it is also an amazing city for work. So, you know, you can't can't get everything in life. You like Simple Ken, you can't get an episode every week. You know, because Kenny is very bad at organizing stuff. By the way, this... Sorry, I don't know how to drink water also. Uh, This episode, the questions are only going to be from Instagram. So, this is an Instagram special episode. Not because of any reason. I went and there were 909 comments on the episode of... Kanan and I. And um, 800 were simp can. So, ha ha ha. Very funny. But there are no questions. So I couldn't take anything from the YouTube comments. But the uh, Instagram comments were more civilized. So I have Instagram comments for you this time. I was also watching, just to tell you what I was watching, I finished that bad boy, bad boy, billionaires on Netflix. Wonderful show. Please watch it and feel uneasy about how safe your money is and how safe everything is. Uh, also, I started watching Community finally. Community is a show with the camera 2005 created by Dan Harmon who also made Rick and Morty. And all my friends, comedian friends have seen it. And I always, I felt more guilty about not watching Community than Game of Thrones. Still haven't seen Game of Thrones. Absolutely fine. Community is fantastic. I'm watching that. And last night I was watching the 47-50 minute interview of Dave Chappelle with David Letterman and Dave Chappelle usually doesn't do a lot of interviews so it was wonderful it's a wonderful time for content uh, and speaking of content check out my Instagram reels I'm, ha- I'm having a blast with them okay let's go to the first question that's why you guys are here bros it's from uh, underscore Ggggg underscore anag says hey Kenny you keep yourself engaged in a lot of activities comedy music Long recording of you talking, comic strips, those are four things, correct? Yes, you love doing all of this. But do you take a day off from all of these and just lays around and be a couch potato? What do you think it takes a month for Simple Ken to come out? Um, I've recently started doing that. Uh, and on lazy days, is your mind so preoccupied with things you have to do the next day that it does not feel like a relaxed day and you're more vexed than the other days? And also in love with this long record of you talking. Yeah, so um, I feel this is like a very niche problem. It's uh, so extreme. Either I meet people who don't do shit all their lives or do so much shit that they don't have a life. So it's very bizarre how it's so extreme because 80% of the questions are how do I stay motivated to do stuff? I don't feel motivated to work. I don't feel motivated to work out. I don't feel motivated to eat right. And the other question is, I work so hard that I don't have a, a social life and um, I get stressed out and I'm getting anxious. Um, I just feel like you are always going to be this person and just just accept it. And um, I feel the older you grow, you kind of even out. Like If you were very aggressive uh, and short-tempered and um, restless when you were young. I think like 10% of the edge goes off as you get older. So I don't think you're ever going to become this relaxed person. Or if you are a lazy person, I don't think you'll ever become this highly productive person. But the edge will go off a little bit. When I was 20, 21, uh, I worked through my entire college. I didn't go on any trips. I didn't didn't hang out with my friends. I didn't go to any parties. And then I got into comedy. Uh, I released... 100 videos on youtube now it's 200 Uh, now it's tapering off a little bit as time goes by also because uh, i'm more calm now financially and career wise i'm satisfied i set out some goals and they happen and very lucky and blessed and but um, i don't think i'll ever feel not guilty to take a lazy day Um, just yesterday i was chilling and having a good time and my friend reminded me hey when are you doing simple can? And then I was like, of course, I can't chill because I have to do some stuff. But right now I'm doing it, I feel great. Like there's a part of me that is very satisfied by doing stuff. If I get up like at one o'clock in the afternoon, my brain immediately tells me a to-do list so that I don't feel guilty for getting up so late so I can feel better about myself. Like Even though I got up at 1 p.m., see, I only have a list. And the days I get up really early, I take it really relaxed because I feel I'm being productive but I'm just saying that Anak it's actually a blessing to be so productive and if you're worried that you don't have a social life and you're just eating away your youth you're going to do that anyway so when you get older once you reach 50 60 you'll start giving yarn back to young people that you work all your life and then you suddenly realize you're old but dude that's also why you have the luxury of chilling now because you work so hard. So either way, you can't change who you are. <laughs> Live with it. <laughs> but thank you for the question, Anak. Next question from Zami. Um, Zami's question is, Hey Kenny, loving the new Simp Ken. Ha ha ha. Funny bro. You're a bro, right? Yes, you're a bro. Too um, good, too good. Just want to know your opinion about what are the ideal char- characteristics of a good listener. I think I'm a good listener because I try to relate with my friends' problems, but sometimes I just want to be brutally honest and tell them to just get their shit together. I don't trust anyone who says they're a good listener. Okay. Also, I recommended Simple Ken. Oh, now you sing Simple Ken. To a friend of mine who was going through some mentally stressful times and your calming voice is helping her for sure. So thanks for that. Tight chuddy and Tight Butt. Old reference. Also, if she's going through stressful times, I hope she takes professional help and not listen to me. Um, but Zami, I'm guessing your name is Sam. Um, yeah, this good listener question is nice. It's um, it's also another extreme. I think people either talk too much and are very bad listeners or feel so guilty about talking. There's no middle ground, I feel. them. There's no, People are such extreme examples of maybe... My comments are like that. I definitely... I actually shuttle from both. When I'm on a roll, I talk a lot. But then on other days, I just want to listen because I don't want to make the other person feel bad. I read a book recently. I don't know which book it was. I think... And it, it again reiterated the point of actually listening. Um And actually listening is not... Just because you're quiet doesn't mean you're listening. Actually listening is... They say something and you're not preparing an answer in your head. If you're not doing that, you're actually listening. So for example, I caught myself when a friend of mine was saying, uh, my boss at work is very negative and uh, it's getting very bad. And as she was saying this, my head was preparing this thing of, oh, maybe as your boss is being negative, how about you focus on the fact that you are good at what you do. But then I was like, shit, right now while I'm formulating this question, I'm not listening to him. So uh, I tried this exercise where I don't prepare an answer at all. So what happened was, they would say the same thing that my boss is being very negative. And I was like, okay, in what way? Because you wouldn't ask in what way because you think you've already understood the situation but you ask in what way because you want to know more clarity. Then she said, oh, in this way, and this way. I was like, oh, okay. And then what happened today? And then she tells me another thing. And you realize that the, uh, the approach is to listen more and not to give an answer. That's truly listening. And I think that conversation is much better because if you um, listen and you're trying to give, I'm not even saying give a solution, just giving an answer is uh, very counterintuitive to our conversation. Um, because if you just tend to keep listening and the questions that you want to ask is derived from what you just heard, it's a way better... I wish I had a better example, but try this. Like, next time someone's talking to you, don't start preparing the answer. Um, your que- your next question should just be maybe a detail you didn't understand fully. Um, yeah, that's a good example. Like she said, my boss is being negative... Instead of me being like, here are some ways you can ta- tackle negativity. i will be like, in what way? What do you mean negative? Then she says, she does this. So like, oh, go, so that's not nice. She's like, yeah, it's not nice. And then she tells me more things. And I think that's a more rich conversation because y- you stop assuming you understood everything in the first go. Everything is not a and a Everything is not a challenge to understand. Sometimes you just listen. And if your go- end goal is, I have nothing to add, it'll be a very nice conversation. Um, by nothing to add I mean you don't want to give an answer you just want to know more Uh, conversations are very volatile I get very sensitive to to it sometimes because I'm scared if I ask a question I'm going to throw them off and that happens 90% of the time where for example the boss conversation they're like my boss is very negative and then I say oh in what way which is the ideal thing to say I would say oh is this a new boss she'd be like no actually my other boss, actually my previous job, no? Now we've gone from this job to a previous job and I've completely derailed the conversation. So you never know where it was going. I know this sounds like I'm overthinking a lot. All I'm saying is to be a good listener, stop preparing the answer and genuinely listen. By listening, like you get get full clarity on what they're saying to understand rather than so that you can give your opinion on it. Which I struggle with because I have inherited how to give advice from my father. I'll blame him. (laughs) I love giving advice. (laughs) I wonder why I started this podcast. (gasps) Okay, uh, that would have definitely clipped. Jairaj underscore Dave says, Hi Kenny, love the long recording of you talking. Have you ever encountered a situation where someone has used your general kindness for their personalized empowerment? Yes. Yes. Nazi Germany. Uh, for example, sometimes it happens that a certain gesture is taken as it it is, sorry, certain gesture is taken as if it is exclusively for them. But in reality, you would have done that for anyone you know. And in this situation, sometimes it gets difficult to tackle the situation. They are like, hey, thank you so much. I love the way you did that for me. More in a self-proclaiming way that they are special to you. But in reality, it's not the case. You would have done That for someone else too. In addition to that, they take this kindness to justify themselves. For example, if someone makes a mistake and I say, it's okay, it happens. They are like, I know, right? LOL. I don't want them to disown their mistakes. I don't want their attention off other perspectives when they aren't right. Oh man, Jayaraj, Dave, what a pit you are in. Okay, Jayaraj, he to break it to you, bro. It pricked you. You're not as nice as you think you are. <sighs> I mean, I, I was in this place where yeah, this is like one endless pit where I do so much for people. Why do they take me for granted? I'm just, like, no one's making you do this. And if you build this resentment of, I've done something nice for you. Why aren't you reacting in this particular way that I think is Right. You're just going to build so much disappointment in your life, Jairaj, that you're going to lose all your friends. Jairaj, like, dude, people will not react the way you want them to react. And stop doing shit because you want a particular reaction back. And so what, man? If they think they're special, it's okay. And um, also when... Also, Jairaj, this is coming from taking people literally. Have you considered when they say that um, thank you so much. I love the way you did that for me. Maybe they don't think you consider them as very special. Maybe that day they felt very special by you. Tomorrow they're not going to be sitting, Jared, they're not going to be having tea well, a week later and being like, man, I'm so glad to be in Jared's top five friends. No one cares, dude. They have their own lives. And if you made someone feel nice, let them have it. You don't have to clarify it. Like this is such an innocent thing. And a lot of people react to things differently. If you if someone has a problem and you pick up the phone call and you listen to them, they consider that as a huge, huge thing, and they they feel indebted to you. And that's great. But I have another friend who thinks that's basic. And they're like, of course you're supposed to listen to me, I'm I'm your friend. So that doesn't mean I tell the friend that this is nothing, dude, stop thinking I'm doing something great. They feel like what you did is a big deal for them and someone else doesn't. And this is going to constantly keep happening where what you think is a big deal is not another big deal. And trust me, this freaking uprooted my whole life where I'll give you a simple example. It's a very personal example. When I was in a relationship, for me, physical affection is a big deal. So holding someone's hand is very, 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 very important to me. And I would assume in my naivety that they would know the same thing, that me holding the hand is a big deal. And sometimes if we were in public, she would not like to hold my hand. And I saw that as a the, the biggest insult and betrayal to my love I've ever seen. But in reality, dude, they're not thinking from your perspective. She was just conscious and she maybe wanted to take something from a bag or maybe her hand is sweating or maybe for her holding hands is not a big deal but it doesn't matter your relationship is nothing to her even vice versa if something is really important to her and i unknowingly didn't do it it doesn't mean that i don't value her and um, so yeah so a stop like this will really like help your life stop expecting people to react a particular way because everyone's very different with how they react um, if if someone makes a mistake and you say it's okay it happens and they're like I know right and you're getting pissed that means you didn't genuinely forgive them <laughs> because you're still pissed and I think they're saying I know right because they are also stressed they were also worried about pissing you off and then the moment you said oh it happens they're like oh thank God I was also exaggerating the situation. They, I mean, they just apologize to you, man. That's a big deal. So, Jaya, just good luck to you, buddy. And uh, try stop being nice to people for a while and see how that goes. I think you'll be less stressed. It's less on edge. Stop being so nice because you're not being nice. Because nice definition is you. I know you've heard this a lot, but generally, it's very hard to practice where don't be nice for the sake of being nice just do something because you want to it'll really help you because if you associate everyone's values are very different what you think is very important is not important to them and vice versa classic example is birthdays if you don't think birthdays are important fine but if you have a friend who thinks birthdays are very important and you know that friend and what they'll have five things that are important to them Is it really that hard to just wish them on your birthday then sit on a high horse and be like, but I don't think birthdays are important and no one else should. Just how much effort does it take? Just call them and wish them, man. If it's important to them, just it's not a crime to make someone feel good. It doesn't take much effort, which is also sex advice. (laughs) Uh, Finally, we have affectionately underscore yours this sounds like a person who is either young or is too giving who would name their username affectionately yours this is some majorly sweet pushover person I'm sorry (laughs) this sounds like okay in all caps taking a chance here either you see it or nothing at all though I really wish you do see this yes you are a very (laughs) sweet pushover person Guys, I need you to understand when I don't take your question, it's nothing personal. There are For this episode, I saw 900 plus 80, a thousand comments almost. And uh there were no questions. And if I miss something, it's because I'm scrolling through them. So, and yet I didn't find any questions. So it's nothing personal, guys. What are your thoughts on post-pandemic live shows with the crowd, social distancing, mass, and the new normal being? being applied I really really wish to see the specs back on and boom it is back you look super sweet lifting it up every time (laughs) thanks when is chai time coming back absolutely in love absolutely in love with the way you say "Tara, bye bye like how so sweet this person is too much fanboying or fangirling Um, also eagerly waiting for Tara. so am I Okay, first, I I took this question because what are your thoughts on post-pandemic live shows with the crowd? Yo, people need to stop doing that shit. You need to stop doing the shit. Uh, there are comics out there who are doing shows now during a pandemic. And I'm like, I don't think it's really a priority. Unless your livelihood depends on it. Okay, I understand. But if you have some savings, please don't do that. Is it really necessary? Okay, you know what? Ignore the financial aspect. If the if a venue is dying, if a comic needs money, fine, do it. I understand. But is it really that necessary to tell a couple of jokes and endanger a bunch of people? I don't know. Um, people keep asking me when I'll do a live show. The reason I'm not doing Chai Time is because it needs a live audience. And it's um, it's not worth it, man. I don't think I can sleep peacefully at night. If I know that I did a show to try out some jokes and someone got COVID, I mean, really, if if you got COVID because um, you went to buy groceries or you went to work, which you can't avoid, fine, I mean, you it's unfortunate because you had to do it. But if you got COVID because you went to a comedy show, I also know that adults are responsible for their own lives. So I have to give them credit that if I put a If I put a ticket link, it's up to the person to make an informed decision and put themselves at risk. But people are also very dumb. The general public is very dumb, um, including me. So I have gone to a restaurant like a dumbass. But I feel the restaurant is also open, you know? And people are so stressed and anxious and tired that they would love to go to a comedy show, and I understand. But I don't think it's worth risking getting COVID, you know. And it'll be nice if you could get COVID and not give it to anyone else. But if someone at the show has COVID, they'll give it to everyone. I don't know, it's just messy. And it, it, It's such a pristine and pure thing, stand-up. And I don't want to ruin it by putting a virus into it. I want to keep it pure. Like even putting stand-up out on, a, on YouTube is such a dangerous thing because the sanctity and the purity of it. Not the sanctity there The positivity of it gets lost because if you were in that room, you understand the comic and what they're trying to say and they're not trying to offend anyone. But you see it on video, it's out of context and people start shitting on it and it becomes whatever. That's again like mulling the whole purpose of stand-up which was you go there... In a, in one state and you leave in a happier state and imagine you laughed and you had a wonderful time. You go home and then four weeks later you have all the symptoms and you got COVID. What a terrible experience. I don't want to give that experience to anyone. Um, you know, and by the way, the safest person doing a show is the comic. So it's also very selfish because they're on stage and they're far away from the audience. I don't know. I don't think it's, if, if a comic sat down with the audience and did a stand-up show, then I'll be like, cool. You know what? Respect. But if you're nicely in the comfort of the stage and the audience is bearing the brunt of it, I don't think that's fair. Uh, hopefully, I don't contradict myself and take up a show. I don't know. You know what? I eventually want to do shows. Hopefully, soon. Maybe I'll break. Maybe I'll contradict myself. And maybe a year from now, even though there's no vaccination, or um, A cure, I might do a show and and, and put my foot in my mouth. I don't know where the hell that expression came from. But yeah, that's, that's why, what, that's what I feel about the shows. Anyway, guys, I think that's, that's the episode. I feel that's, uh, I've covered four questions from Instagram. I honestly tried to look at all the questions and they were, there were some questions, but most of them were either, I get a lot of questions, how to be motivated how to be motivated to do things and uh, how to be happy and it's it's such a heavy question and um, oh by the way i was talking to a friend and she was getting cold feet about getting married and um, she was like it's not just marriage it's will i have enough money to buy a house will i be able to have the job that makes me happy will i be able to handle all the ups and downs in a relationship am I really good at what I'm doing? I have all these worries also and I'm thinking about the marriage and she's like, do you think about all this? And I was like, yeah, everyone does and no one's figured it out. So it is bizarre that I think we spoke about this with Biswa in Biswa's episode which is that no one's figured out anything and we flock to people who think they have. So my answer is staying motivated is the secret to everything and it's very very hard and it is hard because that's how it is because your brain likes to be spending the least amount of energy it can so logically if and also human nature and behavior is you get um, used to something what's the world you become habituated to it It's again a very brain thing, which is nice because, for example, there's a fan running and my brain gets habituated to the fan sound so I can get used to it and focus on you. At the same way, if I don't work out every day, I get habituated to it and I don't work out. So all the things that seem negative are actually also very, very useful. When you get over someone dying... You lose a dog, you lose a family member. You get over it after a while because imagine living with that pain for the rest of your life but at the same time you get something nice and wonderful you also get over that because that getting over the death mechanism is there. No, it applies to this also. So everything that is so called hard is there for a reason. So it shouldn't be surprising that being motivated is so hard. Because getting used to stuff is very useful and saving energy is very useful and being motivated is very hard and it takes a lot of work and it will always take work. I keep reminding myself that I always used to think that making it big or being successful was hard. No, it's actually being consistent and being consistent is the most underrated quality or personality trait on the planet. You'll always hear guys or girls losing 20 kgs And like, wow, but then you never focus on a person who stayed fit for 20 years. You always focus on the person who made a lot of money suddenly. But you never focus on the person who made a fixed amount of salary, had a very stable relationship, had a healthy mental health for 30 years. And that's far more valuable. So being consistent takes a lot of work and it's always going to be hard. So it's always going to be hard to be motivated. It's always going to be hard to stay fit. It's always going to be hard to stay mentally happy because these systems are in place for a reason. So every time you feel you're not motivated, that's normal. If you're bizarrely motivated, there's something wrong with you. So yeah, I just want to say, it's not like I'm ignoring those questions. It's just like you can't answer a question like how to be happy, how to stay motivated because everyone's struggling with it. If I was motivated, guys, there would be a simple episode every day. And I know I can do it. It's not that hard. I know what I have to do. Every day I have to chalk out two hours. That's it. No, not two hours actually. Two hours to shoot and two hours to edit. It's four hours. Now, if I did that, I upload something every day. The chances of my channel growing and I know this is astronomical. But why? And everybody knows this. Just Google how to be successful YouTuber. What do they say? Consistency. Why doesn't everyone do it? Everyone knows it. Because it's genuinely hard to be motivated. And it's always gonna be. Even if you're the, if you're the most successful company, why do successful companies go down? It's because what they were doing in the first three years, they stopped doing. As simple as that, unless there's an exception. But that's, why does a great restaurant start being shitty? Because the first two years, they were checking everything, they had the best ingredients, the chefs were taken care of, everyone wanted to take care of the customers, human nature kicks in. They start slacking off, word spreads, and the restaurants become shit. It's just that. So I hope you had a good time listening to this rant. I hope you had a good week. Uh, please leave your questions on YouTube and Instagram. And uh, if you want updates on why I'm delayed with an episode, you can go to my Instagram story, and I give you a unique excuse. And you'll know why. And thank you so much for being a listener to episode 18. Uh, it should have been episode 40 by now. <laughs> uh but thank you for for being a part of this journey so far uh hopefully in the next episode i'll get tara it could be a running joke where i keep saying that and tara never comes on this on the on the show but uh thank you for listening Hope have had a good time you can listen to this podcast this long recording of me talking on spotify google apple stitcher and uh, also i would love to know uh if you want me to talk about someone else or any particular person you want me to talk to don't suggest the usual suspects uh, the people who are all here on YouTube if there's someone yeah let's just throw this out there if there's someone you follow who's very unique and not in the usual public eye who you think is very interesting in terms of what they do or who they are suggest it so at least 80% of the comments won't be Simken uh, hope we had a wonderful time guys tata bye bye see you I love you.